0: Hi there, my name is Dr. Pragenta and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I wanna be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business and ultimately I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast and let's get started with today's guest. Hey guys, this week on the podcast, we have Pam Taylor. She's a registered nurse and CEO, as well as co-founder of North Star Medical Consulting. She is a home health expert. She loves helping people plan, optimize, and launch their own home health and private duty agencies. She has spent most of her nursing career in the home health industry, gaining experience both clinically and administratively. Let's listen to her journey to owning her own business. Stay tuned. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the Dr. Nurse podcast. I'm so glad to have you on today.
1: Thank you, Sandra. It's so great to, to be a part of your awesome program. Thank you. Thank you. Let's dive right in. What is your
0: current role, your job title?
1: So I am a home health and private duty and hospice consultant. I work from home and help people, nurses specifically, start their own agencies to hang their own shingles. So I live on the central coast of California in Pismo Beach with my husband, who's also a registered nurse and home health aficionado. I live here with my two dogs, my poodle and my doodle, Sunny and Cher. I work with nurses all over the country to start up their own agencies. And I have to tell you, Sandra, I love my career. I love where I am in life, but it was a climb. All
0: right. Tell me a little bit about that climb. How
1: did you get here? Well, everything I did in nursing was applicable to where I am right now. And that climb started, my gosh, as a child, I knew I was just born to be a nurse. I was the family nurse and it was just a family role that I had inherited almost at birth. I was one of two girls. We were born into a pretty dysfunctional family. It was sex, drugs and rock and roll. So our parents were pretty young and immature. And so there were a lot of fights and injuries, hangovers, broken bones, divorces. And it was a childhood where I loved first aid and I kind of had this hero fantasy growing up. I became a very kind of a Codependent. I was a family candy striper and helping others just where is where I found significance or some kind of self worth. So nursing was just an easy step for me. I was already doing it and I wanted to be paid. So. That's that's pretty traumatic. Yeah, that is where my journey as a nurse began. Actually,
0: walk us through as you decide, okay, really young, Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a nurse. When Mm -hmm. did you enroll in nursing school? And then take us through your journey through different careers that you had that you said all accumulated to this one point.
1: Okay. Well, I began my actual journey in nursing school at the age of 30. I was a single mom and I had married an alcoholic and had these three children, was making lots of mistakes in my 20s. The family I said I would never be like, I had inherited some of their dysfunction for sure. But at the age of 30, It was just life-changing for me. At that point, I was a hairdresser, and doing that was somewhat satisfying. But I just looked at my alcoholic husband and my three beautiful children, and I said, we can't live this way. And at 30, I started nursing school.
0: That's incredibly inspiring, because I know that there are other people out there that are thinking, I'm at this position in my life where I can't do it. And here you are with three children, no support system. And you just make the decision to go back to be a nurse. That's pretty inspiring.
1: You know, Sandra, it felt like there was no other way. It it felt like falling off a log. It felt like it was the right thing to do. It was difficult for sure. It was difficult, but I knew how important it was. And my children were two, four, and eight at this point. And I knew they needed to see something from their parents. It's not what we say to our children, but how we behave, what we do. And uh, I, what do they it, say? Like,
0: it's caught, not taught, or right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And two of my children are actually nurses now. So they oh, me awesome. into the field. It was a super tough time in my life. I was down on myself and felt like a failure. And nursing school was just a place where I could thrive. I got great grades and I just love the science of nursing. I love nursing school. I know that I sound like a weirdo, but coming from where I came from, that was like a breath of fresh air for me. I've always loved learning. I'm the weirdo that liked nursing school.
0: It it sounds like it might've given you an opportunity to get a little bit of control. Like your whole life has kind of been like with your parents and your husband Mm -hmm. has been kind of out of control. In nursing school, like you could get what you put into it, right? right? I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's that's something you identify
1: with. Absolutely. I felt obsessive during nursing school. You know, I had these index cards and every minute I had, I was studying and there was tremendous control over my grades and how I would succeed as a nursing student. You finished your bachelor's and what year was that? So my bachelor's, I went back and finished probably 20 years later. Oh, wow. Um, You finished your associates I I you were 30. I had to go to work. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hey, however you get there, you get there. Yeah, I got there. I enjoyed nursing school, did great at nursing school, was so happy to have my career. We were talking about earlier intentionality on jobs, and I was very intentional. Of course, I had to be with these three kids and no support. And so I was working typically 60-hour work weeks. My nursing career really had to fit my lifestyle. What was the first job you took out of school? I did my rounds of nursing at a county hospital. We did all the hospitals in our area, but there was a county hospital and it was super busy. It was a teaching hospital through UCLA. It wasn't the typical crappy nurse doctor you were dealing with interns that were learning, and it was just a huge growth experience. And I said, oh, this is where I want to be. I came out and got the job, a position on the telemetry unit. And my intentionality at that point was do three years of boot camp, no matter what it takes, and get safe. That's what I did. And you know, I loved it. It was exhausting, but I was happy. Yeah. I was really happy. And I remember how broke I was. I actually, my first shifts, I was taking, my car broke down. I had this oh. heinous Renault. It was awful. And it finally burnt to the ground. And I was going to my first shifts on a, on a bus. And I was in my first paycheck. First thing I did is went down and bought that Grand Voyager minivan. I was just like, On top of the moon, I bought a home. My kids stayed in the same school district. You were hustling. I was hustling and I was happy. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: How did you get involved in home health? What took you through that journey from taking
1: your first job as a telemetry nurse to now home health care? There was a lot of steps. I never would have seen myself as that home health nurse. Actually, initially when I went into nursing, I thought I was going to be peds. I could not do Pete's or anything related to children or mom baby or anything like that. And I thought my first day in nursing school, when you go into the skilled nursing facility, I took one whiff and I said, I don't think I can do this. I love the academic part, the science part of nursing, but oh my God, where am I going to end up? But I have a huge gag reflex, but we made it. I went, <laughs> when I was working in telemetry, I, you know, always had to pick up extra shifts and I just started snooping around the hospital and I tried all the different floors out. You know, I tried l and D. I I tried psych for a second. I tried the step-down unit. I love step-down and ICU. But, you know, once I felt safe, like my curiosity was really the ER and trauma. So, I applied for a position there. I got it, and I'm telling you, that was like I felt like I had scaled kilimanjaro and so there you know i I became trauma certified, taught other nurses. I was the charge nurse, I became very obsessive about having the trauma base stocked, and that became kind of my new love and obsession in life that was like a career high for me. And I did that for about four years. And then 2000 rolled around, and my father was diagnosed with and died with pancreatic cancer. And my best friend died of ovarian cancer. And, you know, it's just a super, super tough year for me. And I hit a wall. I just couldn't be around the trauma, the drama, the death. Mm. It was just, it became all too much for me. So I knew it was time to slow her down. And I went and actually took took a job in QI. And QI is quality improvement. Everybody that knows me is like, Pam, are you kidding? You're going to just be bored. Like, are you kidding? Because you spend so much time inside your head. There's not other people around. I love learning about QI. And, you know, the structure, I mean, without QI, our value and our our you know, would be so poor as providing in any kind of care. So I loved root cause analysis and I loved doing surveys and I, I just, I loved QI. And because I was going through this huge grief period, I could go to the bathroom and cry and drop my kid off at, in high school and get in my car. I was able to cry all the way to my cubicle. And just focus on the task at hand. You didn't take anything home with you. There was weekends off. It was a eight to five, super autonomous and in my head. And I really needed that.
0: Yeah. One of the things I like about nursing compared to other areas in medicine and healthcare is that you really can transition nursing into the season of life you're in so like if you're a trauma doc you're always a trauma doc and you kind of have to make your life fit the job whereas nursing you can really use it to fit the season of life you're in and that's kind of what I'm hearing it's like I kind of needed a little something to pick me up I needed a little something to slow Mm -hmm. me down and you can really just go into those different areas seamlessly and it's such a beautiful part of our career and what we've chosen as being a nurse that you can say, my life doesn't fit this area anymore. I've got to go do something else. And what you're describing is is so on point to, to that fact.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love hearing nurses and their careers and what they've done with them. I mean, it's just exquisite, uh, the, the artfulness of mm-hmm. what we've done through our, you know, A lot of suffering at times, but just what we've created, you know, each nurse is an inspiration and what she brings to the table.
0: I agree. From your trauma job, now you're in QI. Mm -hmm. And so transition me into home health. How'd
1: you get there? Okay. So I love QI until I didn't anymore. And I became (laughs) very bored. I had fun going after a few doctors that were doing really bad things. And, you know, it was like, okay, time for some more drama, trauma, but in a different way. So I knew I didn't want a 12 hour shift pounding pavement. I knew I didn't want to be in a lockdown in a hospital anymore, but I knew I wanted high acuity. And there was this new program that was opening priority care program for a medical group. And they, I applied for the job and I got it. We were managing the chronic disease of uh, a medical group. It was a Knox Keen business, but we were managing those top users, the ones that are in and out of the hospital with COPD. The frequent flyers. And these are the ones I saw in the ER and trauma room, like, oh my gosh, these people need help with medication management or with at least their code status, you know, like get them on the right track. and. And so these were the people, it's like I had taken a full, full turn. I was back at Go and working with a population I'm really comfortable with at this point. So I was a case manager for that. and We had hospitalists, we had hospital case managers, as well as 10 outpatient case managers, medical social workers. We had hospice and palliative care. We had an urgent care. We had wound care. We had a Coumadin clinic. I mean, it was a super fabulous program and I loved it. I was super happy there. And I became the supervisor of that case management there. I worked with a doctor named Artisheer Tallier, who was just a life changer for me. And he was a geriatrician, board certified geriatrician. He had a very mindful approach to healthcare and it was more integrative. And so working with him and these patients, I started applying this to my own life, getting, you know, more mindful and more considerate of myself, which was really great timing as, you know, my children are starting to leave my nest and, you know, I'm starting to lose my, my great purposes in life. But I knew like times are a changing, new season, you know, I had a big home, I was there alone, The kids left, left their dogs. I have these three (laughs) dogs and I'm working. I'm still just a blazing workaholic. And I just felt like, oof, I'm running out of life. I had a hard time when my kids left. I didn't think I would. I thought, oh, thank God and Greyhound, they're gone. But, you know, they all got suitcases for their 18th birthday. But because it was an uphill struggle, but they were my, they were my reason you know, they were my purpose. There was this place I used to visit when I was a child, this moral rock. And we went there when I was a small child. It was my best memories. And anytime I had loss or problems, I, you know, that's where I went was to this rock. My son came out at the rock. We had huge family transitions at the rock. It was it was just our place. And so I put moral rock on my screensaver. At work, and I thought, I can't drive there. Just keep this rock, my screensaver. And God's honest truth within a year, I was offered a position and was living 30 minutes from Moral Rock. So that's that's, weird. I know. And that's where I live now. I got off, and this is my transition into home health. I got offered a job at a home health agency as a supervisor. I thought, I've been around home health, but I don't really know it, but okay, here we go. And I fell in love with the industry. I believe we can touch patients and teach patients and affect change in patients that we never could within the hospital there's just so much intimacy and understanding there Um, yeah i
0: agree like to be in someone's personal space and kind of see how they live it really is just like letting somebody into your your nest you're like really there you're really doing life with them which is why i just had this random thought but like whenever like doctors used to do house calls like there's something about that that's just really special that I feel like doctors don't do that as much anymore now, but nurses are still doing that. And I really hope we never lose that. I did a rotation as a nursing student where we went into patients' homes. And when you're like 20 years old, you're like, this is so weird. But like now yeah. that I've gotten older, yeah. I'm like, no, that's actually really special that we mm-hmm. were journeying with these people in their own spaces. Like We took healthcare to them. I remember being in those situations and they were so the patients were so nice to the nurses. Like I thought Mm -hmm. it was like, this is weird. We're in somebody's house, but they were always like, hi nurse. Like they were just, it's just super vulnerable, like arms open, like, thank you for caring mm-hmm. for me. You don't see that in the hospital setting. No. Like, you see mm-hmm. that when you're in their turf. Yeah. yeah. So, you go from case manager mm-hmm. to, I need a change. And you get hired as supervisor of home health. You work in that industry. And then that prompts you to start training other nurses and and nurse practitioners.
1: So I went from the supervisor into the director of patient care services. I had a lot of exposure to the business of home health. And, you know, I started looking at the business and the finances and I was learning policy and procedure. I mean, this is my jam. I love to learn. And I love business. And so I just happened to fall in love with the gentleman that I worked with, who's a registered nurse, who left the agency to start his own home health and hospice agency, which is doing phenomenally well. But I stayed with my agency, did my three and a half years, learned all I could, and really absorbed that business model, which I completely believe in. I think, you know, healthcare should be delivered in the home whenever possible. So I started that and I started getting calls, consulting kind of calls. And can you help me with this and that? And what about this? Can you be my D.O.N. till I get licensed? And that just kind of grew organically. And then I had a call of someone wanting to start an agency in Santa Barbara. And my husband was doing a startup in Santa Barbara. So I moved to Santa Barbara and helped helped an agency there. And I came across an exceptional opportunity and with the right people, the right place. And I started my own accredited home health agency from the ground up. I did everything. Yeah,
0: What is entailed in owning your own accredited home health business?
1: So for the Medicare accreditation, it's a lot. And it's, you know, it's going to run. I mean, it was a couple hundred thousand dollars to get it. Up and running. It's a lot of time. It's a lot. Uh, you you will take on patients that you will never be paid for. That you'll be paid, providing physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, social worker, nursing. You're going to provide that care out of your own pocket while you're waiting for Joint Commission or ACHC to come out and accredit you. So, and it's it is an incredible amount of work. There's systems, there's policies, there's procedures, you're following Medicare guidelines. It's incredibly complex if you go for a Medicare accreditation. And I've taken people through that and I've done it myself. That was the happiest day of my life is when I started that agency and the happiest day was when I sold it. It was just, it was that in 2015, I had that. My sister was murdered. Oh my gosh. And I was between my state accreditation and my Medicare accreditation. And that again was the longest year of my life. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was it's awful. It was horrid. And was, was she still know, in California? Or? She was still in California. Yeah, she was still in California. It was domestic violence. No, so that was that was another season of my career. The beautiful thing about being a nurse is you learn to turn it off and keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I I surrounded myself with therapists and the right people. You know, the agency. I, I learned to delegate. And the the agency, when I was ready to sell it, we did great. And I just, I came back home and here, where which I told you I love, came back home and took three years off. I, I still always did consulting, but it was more organic and word of mouth consulting. Never got out of it. I mean, I was still reading and staying current and still eating it up, but I just really needed that time again to recalibrate and figure out what was important there was a lot of trauma that i went through with that there's Uh, we're still waiting for the trial yeah yeah
0: oh my gosh it's been six years
1: yeah it'll be six years in october Yeah. oh
0: pam i'm so sorry
1: well thank you waiting for justice waiting for justice Um, so yeah here we are and covid strikes So, you know, and I'm in this very isolated kind of state. And I'm thinking, what's what's now? Pussycat? I'm I'm listening, you know, I'm still online all the time and still learning and thinking, what are you gonna do? And you know, you can't stay like this forever. This is gonna end one day. And I there's a lady, I don't know if you know her, Katie Harris through Nurse.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've heard of her.
0: Yes. I heard she's, she's like a powerhouse.
1: She's a phenom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word phenom. You, you two need to know each other. You really do. I would love to chat with her. She's in Africa right now with the with the elephants. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely, this is my invitation. Wherever you are, if you're listening.
1: So I was listening to her and she's a powerhouse and it's just kind of, looking at what she was doing and really helping nurses like you are to reinvent themselves and to hang their own shingle and to get, you know, we are powerful creatures. I mean, we weren't given anything and we can do anything. And we actually, nurses make amazing business owners and entrepreneurs. We got the gut and the grit and the know-how. And so I just, I listened to her a lot quite a few people I listened to, but definitely she had my ear and she was starting with Jill Weberding, who you had on a few weeks ago. She was starting up with Jill Weberding. They were doing this course creators. And I'm thinking, I've always talked about putting what I know into a course. So I thought, why not? I talked to Katie in October and I just, I I got signed up with Jill, and I just started creating a course. It's kind of a business coaching model, some one-on-one, some group, and really just some great insight. And I built my course, and it's Blueprint to Success, and it's how to start your own agency. And I marketed it to nurses, and I've helped 25 nurses remotely Wow. Um, did their start all over the country? Awesome. Yeah, I'm getting ready to launch my next course next month, and that's going to be a private duty course and a home infusion therapy services course. And so that's what I'm doing. This is this is my life.
0: So you're an accredited public health nurse. You are a life coach. Yes, and you are a home health accredited nurse. Home health um, and hospice,
1: home health, hospice, private duty and home infusion therapy services, accredited consultant. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot. That makes you more than
0: more than qualified to to do what you're doing and to really provide a resource.
1: As nurses, we are always going for those certifications and qualifications, but like, yeah, I want this. I need this. And
0: you're just picking them up. You're just like, yep, I'll take that one and I'll go get that one. That's awesome. So you've told us a lot about your journey, which is so incredible with just trauma and loss, but also just overcoming and really kind of picking yourself up and redefining what nursing looks for you at different stages of your life. Mm -hmm. And you've talked a little bit about some of your mentors. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else give you advice along the way that you felt like this was, it was a pivotal thing that you've
1: always held on to? I have been doing self-help since I was 16, reading the books and trying to figure things out. I've, that's just been my journey. All the great thinkers I've Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer, all those people I really took, Brene Brown, all those people I've really listened to and tried to become a healthier, stronger, better person. So I guess I was self-taught with self-help. That's I, I have a huge self-help library. Yeah. Um, Brene Brown is golden.
0: Golden. She is. Oh my gosh. She just yeah. really understands vulnerability yeah. and being brave and yeah. she just puts it in such a way that you just
1: walk out like I, I can climb Mount Kilimanjaro. She really does. I would say I've just've I've leaned on those kind of new philosophers and I've taken their teachings. didn't have a lot of in my upbringing anybody that I wanted to emulate or I became pretty isolated from my family functions and things like that. So, I did have an aunt here on the coast that was I thought brilliant, brave and wise. She taught me a lot about self-care and putting yourself first. She was she was hugely inspirational to me, I would say, but she's gone now, but you know she's she's I would say she was she was very inspirational to me.
0: What advice would you have for a new nurse starting off on her career? She has her certificate in hand. She's ready to hit the road, like working. And what is something that you wish somebody would have told you when you became a nurse?
1: Stay open. I mean, just stay open to possibility. There's so much out there. It's insane. And it really is insane. Poke around. When you go into a department, pick up the literature thumb through the policies and procedures. Does it excite you? Is it a fit? If you're considering a position, go shadow someone. If you're thinking about home health, go on some ride-alongs. See where where you fit. You know, get safe first.
0: What do you mean by get safe first?
1: You know, get your sea legs, whether it's Mm -hmm. on a med surge floor or telemetry or get comfortable with who you are as a nurse. And then just go get curious, explore and consider yourself like what are your needs and emotional needs because we can thrash ourselves out as nurses. We do pretty routinely, but you can hit a wall. And I've seen many, many nurses hit that wall and it's, it's, it can be a long recovery period. So I, you know, just stay open, stay in touch with yourself. Don't block your emotions. There's things out there you're strong you can create your own future like you are nurses are phenomenal like we i i, I just, agree yeah
0: Yeah, on my honeymoon, I ran into a nurse at this little resort that we were staying at. And she was from the UK. I'll never forget her. And we were immediate friends. She was British. And once she told me she was a nurse, I was like, we're done. We're besties. And so (laughs) we went to dinner with this couple. My husband was just like, what is up with you and nurses? And I'm like, we're like, you just meet one of, you know, another one of your own. You're like, these are my people. A tribe.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: I agree. So I think that's all great advice for a new nurse starting off Mm -hmm. is just taking that time. I think one of the things that I keep hearing also throughout your story, which is just a common theme, is that you kind of step back and you learn a little bit about yourself, either Mm -hmm. like the trauma of growing up the way that you did, like you learn about yourself through nursing and through caring for others. You start to see yourself if you take the time to stop and Mm -hmm. kind of like meditate kind of sit with yourself and see what's going on inside. I think that's just something that I, I keep, I kept hearing throughout your journey of just like, and then I just realized like I needed to take a step back from this. And I think that listening to yourself that you were doing was just really, it was really good. It was really smart. It was super wise. It's something that I I need to incorporate more into myself, into my job. I think that's great advice. And something that I noticed was a common theme throughout your journey. Just assessing and reassessing. That's what we're told, right? We'll continue to assess and monitor. We do that with our patients (laughs) because we don't do it with ourselves.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about where to find you if somebody is thinking about, I wanted to open up a home health agency, Mm -hmm. or I think I want to go and be a home health nurse or whichever, that they can can maybe reach out to you and and chat with
1: you. I do a free discovery call. If anyone has an interest or wants to chat, I definitely can make that happen. I could be reached on email at Pam at North Star Medical Consulting. You can also visit me on my website or my Facebook page there. Also I can be emailed at pam at pamthenurse.com and I'm on Instagram, Northstar HHC and Just uh, feel free to reach out. I do a free 30 minute discovery call for any nurses out there who want to chat, have an interest, just kind of look at things we can that happen. It's a Zoom call. And I love those calls. I do have a course starting up next month in both private duty startups and home infusion therapy services. So
0: I remember reading that you are, you do provide continuing ed- education, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. a continuing education provider. This is a great opportunity to really take everything I've done as a nurse and as a human being and put it into action. So That's really cool. It's
0: yeah. The peak of Mount Kilimanjaro. That's
1: what there we are again.
0: What's We're next? We're back. So the final part of the interview is the rapid fire questions. Okay. Da, da, da. Who's yeah. your fa- favorite superhero? A Wonder Woman. Oh, very good. How many keys do you have on your keychain?
1: I have several keychains, but my main keychain only has two.
0: My husband is like that. He has like yeah. four keys and I have like 50. And so mm-hmm. I think it's like, like a testament to like where your brain is. Like yeah. are you organized or are you just like a free spirit, 50 keys? You know, I don't know. I think that's hot. I think that's why I like this question. Okay. And what is your favorite summer activity? Kayaking,
1: boating, anything in the water. Oh, anything yeah. in the water. Do you, do you reside on the water? I live very close to the water. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, they do. And I love getting out there any chance I get. Um, oh, man, it sounds like you're living your best life, Pam. I love it. I am pretty happy
0: girl. <laughs> Well, it's been wonderful chatting with you today and thank you for talking to all of us and and all the listeners and everyone that's going to be listening to your story and hear just your journey and being able to to see how you took nursing and you made it your own. You made it work for your lifestyle and yeah, you have a lot of fulfillment. So thank you for sharing.
1: Thank you so much, Sandra. I appreciate the time and everything you're doing. Keep it up. We are at the end of our time
0: together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.